Hello everyone, welcome to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast with me, Natanya. And I'm Ozzy, and we've got a special guest for you guys today. Hello, I'm Sim, and I am a quarter life coach, which is a is a title that I've totally made up. Uh, quarter life, I like that, I'm going to use that. <laughs> but um, we actually, so we got in touch with um, journalist Katie Strick, from the Evening Standard, we saw, I'm sure you might have seen on our socials a couple of weeks ago, it was, um, are you having a quarter-life crisis? In like a spread on... A massive spread. And yeah, and we got in touch, and got in touch with Sim, and we were like, oh, we just think this would be a great episode for, you know, we're going to have a great time. We hope everyone listening will really enjoy this episode as well. We were literally saying like, it's going to be a massive counselling session, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for us and everyone involved in listening amazing do you know what i was so like i was really amazed at the response that i got from it because it just resonated with people so Mm, so much like i was just talking about my experience and there was a little bit of me that was like oh god am i gonna look like a complete weirdo you know like just in the paper being like i just felt so lost (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no like no it's great that everyone's just feeling a little bit lost aren't they yeah how, how did you become like a quarter-life coach? Like, how did that come about? Okay, so, um, yeah, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a weird one, actually, because, um, so, I, I worked in the charity sector for 13 years, nice. and so I was um, supporting, it was with a charity supporting victims of crime, and I ended up, sort of about um, seven years ago, I got asked to write a, um, a programme for, a victim empathy programme for offenders, and so I got super into like so basically the the whole thing of it was was about reducing reoffending. Okay. And I just got obsessed, at, like literally obsessed with um, human behaviour, basically like the psychology so just, oh, okay. behind yeah. it. So yeah. just just sort mm. of understanding um, how people tick and what motivates them, and essentially how we change our behaviour. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing it. Um, you, you know, actually, I still do a little bit of it because I just love it so much. But I, when I, when I was doing it, my quarter life crisis hit, and okay. um, all the stuff I was doing, I was just like, do you know what? This is just so helpful for me personally as yeah. well. I just felt like so. This is, by the way, how I got into coaching because you can't you can't really get into kind of behavior change stuff and not stumble upon coaching. Um, so yeah, I was just like, I feel like the whole world should know about this amazing thing that is that is coaching so um yeah i went off and trained i started doing you I did, do a course um, yes yes i am a qualified coach ah. um, yeah yeah so i did um so i did my um diploma i did um condensed hours at work so okay. i could study at the same oh, time nice. and yeah. um yeah so at least your work gave you that time off yeah right? yeah absolutely mm. it was great that they were so um flexible and supportive mm. so um yeah, so that's that's kind of how I got into it. But um, it wasn't actually until um, probably June, July this year that I really sort of honed in on my niche. Is that, is, is yeah. that even how you say it? Is <laughs> it, it niche? niche? Yeah. Quarter life niche. niche. Quite niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, feel like, I, heard, I heard someone say niche the other day. That's wrong. Like, it's question wrong. everything about myself. <laughs> just it's like, like um, what was it? I heard someone say hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. That's wrong. You used to say lingerie. Was it you? Lingerie. Lingerie. Oh, no. 
did I? <laughs> that sounds like a me thing to do. <laughs> because your call to life is obviously quite specific. So was it yeah. your own personal experience that you realised that this could resonate with other people as well? Or? So there was a bit of that, but there was also a bit of kind of reverse engineering, if I'm honest, because... Um, I'm one of those people I like to get deep you know like, <laughs> oh yes love it yeah, yeah. Like, I always say to people like I need to get into your soul please yeah. <laughs> just let me in <laughs> otherwise I don't feel like we're going to have a connection yeah generally a- absolutely like I'm one of those people I just I'm not interested when I meet someone I'm just not interested in knowing like shit like what's your favourite colour or <laughs> what kind of food you like I'm just not interested no. I kind of want to know like what makes you tick or yeah. what's really important to you or you know you know the really important stuff and like, yeah, yeah like the really important yeah. stuff and what really kind of what I love talking about is stuff like meaning and purpose yeah and why are we value. doing the, yeah. what we're doing yeah. and your your values in life and I kind of I kind of rever- like I said reverse engineered it I sort of went okay who needs that yeah wait I needed oh, that yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's a way for me to do what I love and what I'm really good at you know I'm not I'm not a coach who you know there's different types of coach I'm not someone that um is I you know I don't think I could be kind of like a like a corporate coach where no, I'm like no meet targets da, 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 oh, da, you know, I'm, not, I'm not one of those I'm like all meaning and purpose mm. and you know whimsical yes <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if that's a word but, but yeah I, I am I'm kind of like I like to think I kind of straddle a bit of the kind of woo and the science as well because I, I yeah, kind of like the kind of neuroscience stuff do you as well yeah I find it really fascinating just yeah. how, how your brain works mm. really we were saying as well earlier before we started recording how um you know, quarter life crisis is an actual thing. Mm. So it's like it's like valid in like to have feeling panicky around you know the yeah. quarter life mark. Yeah. So there's 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 actually research into mm. it, and um, yeah, it is a thing. So we, you know, none of us are making it up. Which yeah. is, I'm not making it <laughs> up. Which is good because it's <laughs> kind of the, the name. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the basis of my whole kind of yeah. business now. So it'd be a bit of a problem if it doesn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's that it's an actual thing. I think quarter life crisis is kind of like the um, uh, I don't know. I guess what like we'd call it in every day. I don't know. Yeah, they like the vague it, term. Of yeah, it. they call yeah. it like early adult something science sounding. I don't know, but um, but yeah, no, it's definitely a thing. They've um, there's, there's not loads of research on it, but yeah, I've I've like been reading quite a lot about it today, even, and there's been a lot of studies just yeah. generally from like individuals who mm. conducted their own research, and it's something like. 53% of people 25 to 35 are going would say they are going through like a full burn quarter life crisis mm-hmm. which is actually like a ridiculous amount of people yeah, 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 yeah. it's ridiculous so like how can how can it be fake yeah. but what i was wondering as well when i was reading that is do you think it's worse for for people nowadays like do you yeah, think yeah. our parents for example went through mm. a quarter life crisis because for me when I'm thinking about my parents and stuff they kind of just like plodded along yeah. they have never really said to me before they had this crisis where they were like what am I doing I don't think I'm meant to be doing this what is there more to this than, mm. than mm. what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now and I feel like it might be way worse for people nowadays than absolutely. it was back then yeah absolutely because I think one of the I mean there's there's a few triggers for a quarter life crisis but one of them is comparison which always is yeah. always comparison bloody People comparison yeah. yeah so um you know and just oh, it's been said so many times but Instagram like social media oh my doesn't God. help mm. with that at 
Oh. I literally rang on about social media. I think it's just like, it's amazing in a lot of ways. But when you actually like, you're scrolling through and you're seeing people doing all these amazing on things. On holiday. Like, yeah. Like, what, why aren't I doing that? And then they're posting about all these cool events that they're doing with work. And I'm like, my work is dead. Yeah, it's not dead, but it's not. It's not, but it is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it has been before. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's it. Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, yeah. And I think also it was just. Um, I I feel like it was easier for our parents' generation because. Uh, I don't know. Like by the, by the time my mum was the age I am now, um, she had. She'd had all of us. She had three kids, um, two of which were, I think they must have been like, um, yeah, 16 or 17 mm. um, at the time. And that is just crazy. Crazy. If that happened now, you'd be like, what's going on? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've literally just, I'm not literally just popped one out, but like a year <laughs> and a bit ago. Yeah. And... I'm one of, I'm, you know, I've got a friend who's a tiny bit older than me. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 35. Prove it. Prove <laughs> 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 <My> it. <ID. laughs> no, I keep getting told that I look younger. You which do. Is, you yeah. Do. So very nice think, to I hear. think it's always the kid gives away age. I think sometimes you always like, I always feel like I find I, you know, once I find the kid, it's like, oh, okay, so it must be, you know, a couple of years older. Mm. I always find yeah but, for sure. but mm. you know what's what's funny so i'm not i'm not originally from london i'm from well i'm from like a, a village well fetchham and sorry but, <laughs> and um i do think i think some i can't remember who it was that said to me but london kind of adds 10 years to you because if i look at my friends from back home in terms of what they were doing in terms of when they had kids and when they got married and mm. when they had a um, had a family home. It was way before I did. And, Literally. You know, yeah. Don't know what it is. We've been saying this, like, yeah. because we're from London, I think everything adds literally like five or ten years yeah. to the timeline of life. Yeah. Like, that's, mm, I can't be just because it's so expensive, though. It's not because it's, it's expensive, but I think we're chasing yeah. stuff yeah. that's yeah. not necessarily never, like never a family. Yeah, yeah. Never, never satisfied. satisfied. And I think that's where the whole course life crisis thing comes yeah. from as well especially in London. So it's hard to talk about people who aren't from London because mm. I don't know if they're actually going through the same yeah. thing. But London, definitely, like, you're chasing things all the time. And I've always said, like, unless you're from London, you're never going to understand that feeling of, like, yeah. wanting more, 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 even though you yeah. have, like, a pretty good mm. life going on. Yeah. I think it's one of those... I, I guess, like, there's just more opportunity in London as well. So you've yeah. got it all in front of you. It's not that you're only... It's not that, in sorry, you're only the option is to mm. have kids and it's not it's not clear that I always yeah from a village yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's, it's interesting because I was um I do want to know where the top four hotspots are for a quarter life crisis oh, I was quite interested. so interesting so um so London is one of them obviously London just makes everyone have a quarter life crisis but Cardiff 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 okay. what are you doing in Cardiff and Norwich okay. as well that is um, random so my husband's what? from Norwich and I'm like oh but it's really nice like it's it's like chill yeah. yeah it's really chill um, and the other place is Liverpool okay, okay. I can kind of see that city I suppose yeah. Yeah. Norwich Rogue yeah. yeah fair play yeah so I think I, I mean I think it's oh there's loads of factors it's 
it's kind of I, th- I think there's also um, and I was always going to start talking about feminism because mm. oh, I'm of me course. I'm me but yeah. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of what's what's been great is that there are more opportunities for women but uh, let's face it guys patriarchy is still there so you've still got a lot of those expectations as well so you've got this kind of double thing where you've got the pressures of you're supposed to have kids you're you're basically Mm. all the shoulds yeah so we're always like constantly shoulding all over ourselves but then we can see all this other stuff that we we want to do there is there is a you know another life that we can see yeah it's interesting as well because i think no none i'm gonna say none of our male friends ever worry about having a kid that's not no. my radar at all but i know for myself and for my female friends me it's it's the body clock like that's mm. the one I, I, I honestly feel like if i didn't have a body clock i would that would probably take away a portion of my you know worries anxieties yeah like, for you sure know, the whole aspect of you know okay that means i need to find a man in x years and blah 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 blah. and it's just like yeah if it wasn't for body clock genuinely would take a massive pressure 100 we'd literally be like men yeah. just wouldn't have to worry. <laughs> we, would. we wouldn't have to worry about anything yeah. well not anything but you know what i mean i just think if it's being, so much having easier a family is like obviously part of what you want in life it's yeah. something that you know would you want to you know get kind of on the go with it i suppose yeah so then but then like also if you're traditional as well like me you want to be married first before you have children so you have to find someone spend a few years with them know that they're right they're the right person yeah oh my god i've literally just had a complete brainwave about life go on well just like the fact that we women are always made out to be like more i don't know crazy Mm. or like emotional or or kind of emotionally invested into relationships and that kind of thing. Mm. But a lot of it is so down to our biology. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, it is mental. And even the stuff that you just want to be set up, you want to have, like, a very stable life and you want to be able to have kids at a certain time and that kind of thing. It makes you put so much emphasis on, like, your relationships and your current situation mm. now yeah. without you even realising yeah. why it's happening. Yeah. What's some common quarter-life crisis yeah. themes that you find with you know people you've been coaching are there common trends common yeah. issues that recur yeah so in terms of um so career is a massive one mm. um so I, mm. so i do think that that is a that is a big change because my my parents generation you get a job and you do it until you retire yeah but um i think i read something the other day that we tend to have like five different careers mm. across our like actual different industries or yeah like wow like proper i mean i, I, don't, I don't know how they count the yeah. difference yeah. between it but like um but yeah we we switch around a lot more but i think like, as a generation we're a bit more um it's just going back to that meaning and purpose we want mm. we want meaning and purpose mm. in... we do especially when there's so much choice i think yeah. and so much um i think Especially when you've got the comparison now, fine for like corporate, which is what we've been used to, mm. I feel. And now you know you've got that startup vibe. You've got the fun drinks mm. trolley on Friday. Yeah. Kind of so I think it is a case of we've got so much to choose from. Why should why should I settle? Mm. You know why should I go for the first job I've been in? Mm. But, um, but that's yeah. why we're called flaky, flaky what flaky generation, like snowflake generation, mm. which sucks because I think it's I feel like people think maybe that we demand too much. 
But yeah. then like ask too many questions, like why can't you just be out? happy with what you've got? Yeah, kind of thing. But there's so much pressure on as as well as that. It's like mm. yeah, we're never happy, but that's also because we're pressured to do so much. Yeah. It goes back to that thing of you know there 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 would have been a time when the only you know pressure. Sorry, I'm doing the quotes in the air. Nobody can see. No one can see. I'm doing air quotes. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, pressure. Pressure. Yeah, I, I still don't know. Just, it was. It was really. It was a really profound point. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Um, I was saying, linking onto like careers. I think you know, full disclosure. I think it's going to be a bit too raw but I think we were saying earlier with the podcast nothing's too raw or awesome. with the podcast as well I think for me with the comparison with the job aspect it kind of gives you a taste of what you could have almost like I always find myself going oh I wish I could just do this full time and like not worry about a salary or this this that and I find that for me underlyingly you know you correct me if I'm wrong now you've known me quite long enough I feel there's such a pressure to pay for my parents retirement Mm. even though they're not expecting it Mm. I always feel like no 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 I need to be on XK by X age and you know pay for my parents to go back to Turkey blah 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 blah. and it's so weird I don't know if that's just me because like my parents are immigrants I don't know if it's a millennial thing Mm. or like a lot or like because we've had school paid for as well yeah like an added pressure that we want to give back yeah but I don't know like I know I don't know what my fixation is with providing money as money oh Yeah. yeah Like, I don't know what my physician is with the fact that, like, I need to be high earning. Mm. What what does money ultimately help you achieve, though? Happiness. I, I, I honestly, I don't buy when people say my, it's my options, happiness. It's options. Yeah. Mm. It's, like, just option to be able to be as free as you want. Yeah. And, like, have everything available to you if you want it. It's, mm. like, we don't... I think we don't like the thought of not being able to have what That's we want. That's such a good point, yeah. yeah. And I think also my parents, because they run their own business, I've always been very exposed to, have you paid this bill on time? Have you paid that bill on mm. time? Very money-orientated. Always, yeah. without even, like, realising it. Yeah. And, like, one of my friends mentioned something about, our, like, what about, you know, the recession? And the fact that we haven't had a um, left-wing government growing up, mm. as you know, effects of that and, you know, the work hard kind of, that kind of pressure as well. But I know that in myself, it's so inherent. Mm. It's so bizarre. Like, mm. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure I'll find a balance one day between what I truly fulfil me and also, you know, pays the bills. Mm. Mm. I think, I think yeah. the problem is we're quite young still and we always forget mm. that. Yeah. Do you find, like, a lot of what people are saying is they want to be at the top already. Mm. Um, not at the top, but they, they want to have more. Run before they can walk. Do yeah. you know what? Mm. Not, not so much. But what I found as well is that, um, and this kind of reflects my own situation, is um, people getting to the top or getting quite high up and then thinking, but hang on a minute, this is what I supposedly wanted on and now I'm here and now I'm here now what? why don't I why do I still not feel that fulfilled that is so interesting yeah um, and so there's a lot of kind of it's, it's going back to this thing of shoulds so we've got this story of what success looks like and it goes a little bit like you go to uni then you mm-hmm. get a job then you work your way up to chief exec or whatever yeah, it is yeah. and then you you know and, and you kind of just follow this trajectory it's like a written path yeah, yeah yeah and I think you think it's the tested and approved option to happiness but yeah and it, it's really not um, I mean for me 
my what I well, this is a bit controversial, right? Go on. <laughs> I I've kind of come to realise that we should stop trying to be happy not in the sense of like you were saying this in our first episode because it's a bit like you know like new year's eve right you put so much like pressure on that it's always bad yeah it's always the shittest night (laughs) and it's because you're you're out on a night out going have fun you better have fun because this is like the best night and it's like that if you try if you try to be happy the more you try to be happy like be happy be happy be happy the less happy you are. There's actually studies that, that prove that, is that that is the case. And so this is why I bang on about meaning because like happy happiness is, it's a it's a kind of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just like a byproduct of the things you do. It's mm. not a... It, it's not a given. It, yeah, it can't be the thing that you strive for. Yeah. It, it's got to, you've got to strive for the thing that will then produce happiness. Yeah. And to me, that's meaning. And obviously, that's going to look very different to different people but mm. i am com- utterly convinced that mean getting a bit of meaning and purpose is the kind of antidote to a quarter life crisis mm. okay but how but then how would you suggest finding about finding your meaning and your purpose because i know for example for me i've i'm definitely like victim i don't want to say victim but i'm mm. i definitely have seen myself growing up kind of follow it fitting a moldness mm. sort of thing that i that has sort of been laid out for me because of expectations and yeah. family and friends and that kind of thing and i just i've seen for myself that like i'm i'm following a path that doesn't necessarily give me meaning and purpose mm-hmm. like you know yourself 100% mm-hmm. and you know what makes you tick mm-hmm. And but then it's like how do you go about implementing that? Yeah. So it's actually mm. it's actually quite simple, but we've never been taught how. Okay. Mm. Um so the first thing is that you don't you don't find meaning and purpose in the sense that it's not a thing that is outside of you. So we almost like act like I need to go and find my purpose. Like you'll go mm. on this journey and then one day you'll go, aha, there is my purpose over there. Yeah, but that's actually happened. like your meaning and purpose is Oh, I'm gonna sound like such a twat. No, God, I, I love this, it. But like, it's within you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Sorry, I feel a bit gross saying that, but like, it, mm. it's all in know. you. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of so your your purpose. I've literally, like, well, not literally just, but like a few weeks ago, I did a find your why challenge in my in my Facebook group, and there is research into how into what purpose is made up of and so it's quite simple it is um it's made up of your um values and your passions so your values are the things that are most important to you so when i asked Mm. you what does money help you ultimately achieve and you said freedom freedom is a value that is important Mm. to you that's why money is something that you that is it's not that the money is important to you it's what the money allows you to do so your values you know i know what my five calls I know what my five core values are. Um, so I know what matters most to me. Um, the other thing is your passion. So kind of what lights a fire in your belly and mm. what, um, yeah, it's, it's often like the things that you um, wanted to, that you loved doing as a kid when you had no expectation, no mm. kind of, I've got to make money, none of this kind of stuff going on. Um, yeah. So your passions and then you've got your, your, 
strengths and your um yeah so your strengths and and to me that's not just what you're good at it it's what strengthens you when you when when you do it yeah you've got your joy yeah yeah. and you've got your personal style as well which is things like i mean you must have taken a personality test oh yeah yeah. i saw on your page yeah i was gonna say you're an i n f f j J, i'm proud what does that mean what's that one so did you introvert yeah, introverted. Oh, yeah. I don't get introverted from so, you. So the INFJ is the introverted extrovert of the personality ah, world. Okay. So basically, I'm a I'm an introverted people person, which means that I absolutely love people, but I do need my downtime to like for yourself kind of to to recharge. Basically, mm-hmm. I don't want to brag. Like a very but, healthy. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah, brag, yeah, yeah. but um, Gandhi was a was an INFJ. Oh my god, Mother Teresa. I'm basically was it Martin Luther King? As yeah, well? was yeah. also yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> basically Martin Luther King is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you really believe in those personality tests? I really, I really well, love doing it and like reading I about it. it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the the jury is out to be honest. So I've got a. Um, uh, I've got a friend who's very... Um, so I kind of didn't really know what she did until I became a coach. And then I was like, oh, I'm trained as a coach. And turns out, like, she's a fucking big deal in the coaching world. Oh, wow. She's, um, she's kind of, like, pioneered this new... T- this particular type of um, coaching. And I asked her what she thought about it. And she was just like, it's utter shit. Like, <laughs> in, terms of Myers, in terms of Myers-Briggs. And it's just because, like, you... <laughs> I don't know if you... I, 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 I don't, are you interested in like science yes. stuff? Yeah, so yeah. Yes, I did psychology. Like the, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the it's so Myers Briggs is um, we did that at school, I think. Yeah, oh, did we? That, I there's multiple quiz choice. Oh yeah, possibly yeah. is something like that. Or? Yeah, yeah. So we so I think you get like um, oh, is it the one where you have to pick the one that's most like you, you or you kind of go that's not me at all or that is me or whatever mm. it is. But um, yeah, so it it's kind of um, it's not. Uh, scientifically reliable which means that you could technically you could take the Myers-Briggs test test like today and then take it next week and apparently you're a completely different human being depending on your mood yeah yeah Um, today I hate people and (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm an introvert Um, (laughs) and um, it's not been shown to be valid which means that um, it's not necessarily measuring what it says it's measuring but I actually really like personality tests because okay. if you take them with a pinch of salt, if you know that obviously like no no like no like test that takes ten minutes to complete is gonna compl- is gonna like completely sum you up as a human. No, if you no. know that mm-hmm. when you're reading through the results, like I don't know if you've had this, you read through and you go, Oh my god, that's, that's so, me. That's so me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like my star sign. You get, yeah. <laughs> you get these flashes of insight where you're like, Yeah, that's definitely me. And then if you have moments where you're like, No, that's not me at all, cool, you just don't listen to that bit. No, yeah. But the whole thing has helped you to understand yourself a, bit a little more. bit better that's because even if you're going, okay, well, that's not me. It's given you a bit of an idea of who you are. Mm. When I when I was talking to someone, I was trying to tell them to do the test. So they did it at, at the beginning. My ex, fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, he was doing it. And the internet cut out at some point, like, mm. just after he did the test. So he got the result. Couldn't read through it properly. Mm-hmm. So then he redid it. And it came up with something quite different. The ENFJ, that one. Yeah. yeah. 
And he was like, no, this is bullshit. It gave me something completely different. But also, I think when you're answering the questions, you aren't sometimes you're thinking too hard about how you're answering mm. it and you want sometimes you answer it in the way that you, you want, want to, be. to be yeah, yeah. like love languages yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. have you have you know yeah. like you love languages oh, it's literally our bible at yeah. the moment but yeah like i think it's definitely dependent on your persona yeah versus like who you i mean actually i consistently are. come out as an infj and but the last time i did it i was like I don't think I am an INFJ right now because of how much I've, I've changed a lot through coaching. Mm. I still come out as INFJ. That's also a good point, actually. It's like, just because you're an INFJ now doesn't mean, mm. like, five years ago or five years later, mm. you'll be the same. I was know, having a conversation with someone about this, actually, because at my work event, we had this man who was doing... who's analyzing our handwriting mm-hmm. so we wrote he told us to write two words which is two magpies and then our signature mm-hmm. and then he analyzed our personality through our handwriting oh. and i was talking to a woman who i work with she was like so i was saying it's not necessarily oh okay so basically i was saying he was analyzing our signature and when i was about 15 or 16 I think that's when I created my signature mm-hmm. didn't change from then yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was like surely I've changed since then so he's analysing my signature based on the personality that I yeah. was when I was like 16 which doesn't make sense to me um, but she was like nope you don't change as a person you think you change but it's you're always funda- nurture again isn't it yeah, yeah she's like you're always fundamentally the same person but I was like are you though i feel no. like i've changed so much like my values depending on your life experiences change yeah surely well i mean i think there are some things that oh, i don't actually i don't know where i'm i was about to like talk with authority on something like, <laughs> <laughs> about, but, like, i kind of i do think that there are certain things that um I, like I, I don't know that my values have changed that much i've always been yeah yeah i mean i've always been somebody that's valued so my my top do you know your top five values by the way Mm. in what though life like Like your 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 values are usually like one word concept so values aren't things like aren't necessarily things like family or basically money or what yeah so so like to give you an idea mine are security order Ooh, um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an absolute mm. blast, by the way. Like <laughs> <laughs> organized um, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, security, order, um, connection, knowledge, mm. which encompasses like learning and stuff. Um, and I always forget the fifth one. Um, <laughs> Obviously, the most last value. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be something like family. Yeah. yeah. No. No. What is it? It's um. Oh, this is driving. No. I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll come yeah. back to it. I'll just. We'll just be talking, and I'll just shout around. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> Can I redo top three? Okay. Yeah. So my because I can't think of five. Maybe four. Okay. So mine's. I think mine would definitely be security. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um. Can I ask you questions? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, if, like, if you think about a time in your life when you were really happy... Yeah. Like, w- what was going on at that time? And what was it that it was giving you? Okay. And those will be your values. Okay. So, definitely security. Oh, yeah. wow. That's um, what I think Love. Mm. Oh, love is definitely mine. And I'm not ashamed to admit it, you know? It's, um, like... Is meaning one? Fulfillment. Is that what... 
No, because you don't really know what fulfillment is until you like everyone's fulfilled when they're fulfilled, right? Mm. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay, I'm laughing okay. not because it doesn't make sense, but because I just had a brain fart. Where I'm just like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> okay, so so what did I say? Security, love, yeah, connection, yeah, yeah, emotion. Ooh, um, and does that go? That kind of goes hand in hand with connection, though. Not necessarily. Just like, feeling things. Deep. I love that. Okay. That mm, makes yeah, yeah. me feel really happy. Mm. Um, even if it's bad, like I love oh, feeling yeah, deep, yeah. deep feelings. Mm. Um, can't think of the fifth one. The fifth one is really hard. Mm. Um, probably, it's another word for security, but like just contentness, mm. sufficient, just, just like. Like, it's enough for me right now. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So that's my five. Yeah. Love's definitely one of mine. And how, and how much do you think that... Sorry, I can't help coaching people. No, go on. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> can't flip and stop it. <laughs> and how how much do you feel like your life at the moment is hitting those? She's going to be like, none. <laughs> and then we're all just going to be like, oh, shit. Fuck, this is awkward. <laughs> Um, I actually think you're hitting none <coughs> to a certain extent, though. None. I think t- right now with like my current situation, yeah, I feel like you wouldn't feel um, like you're hitting any. I'm chasing for that. Yeah, I can feel myself chasing for that, and it's like getting so close but so far. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm lacking in it, it makes me it makes me feel really off balance. Yeah, like when I'm so close and I can feel yeah. it yeah. getting there, and it's just not quite there. Because for me. This is the cure for a quarter-life crisis. It is knowing your values and then... I need to write this Kind down. of like... <laughs> sorry, you're recording it. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's knowing what your values are and then living your life in line with your values. And it's so, it's so simple. Like, I'm not saying that... I mean... Other people will probably have other ways that you can get mm. through a quarter life crisis, but this is mine. This is the one that I'm like, no, this is this is it for me. So it's it's literally like I every month I I touch in with my values. I I literally kind of rate my values out of ten, like how much I feel mm. like I'm getting that value. Mm at the beginning of each month and I always notice that when I feel a little bit like I'm spinning out of control or things have gone a, li- a little bit shitty or I'm feeling a bit anxious about stuff it's almost a, I've never it has always been because I'm not getting one of my values mm-hmm. always um, at the moment <gasps> I have been <laughs> like so I, I moved three weeks ago but it was a really long drawn out process mm. and so with this whole kind of we could be moving yeah. anytime when do you get the keys 10 days yeah. kind of thing like we were supposed to move in july and we didn't move until the 23rd of september and our life was like half in boxes and so if yours is like order order yeah and security oh oh. i was just like i can't deal with this but actually it's really helpful to know that because you can also like so if you were to rate yourself here's a mini coaching exercise for you so if you were to right give me one of your values 
again. Love. Love, okay. So how much out of 10 do you feel like you've got love? This might be getting a bit personal. It could be, no, but it could be in any means. So like you could be love, I think it's like feeling loved at work, for example. Or like love as in you feel love from others. Yeah, because actually it's a good example because I assumed what love meant because love means something different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a scale of one to ten, I'd say like love? a six at the moment. It's really, not, it's not very high. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I'm feeling very loved by my family. Yeah. Like all the constant loves are there at work. It's so so. I just yeah. feel a bit. Um, yeah. So I mean, it might be worth you thinking about what a ten out of ten for love actually looks like, and then. Asking yourself, not asking yourself. So, if you're a six out of ten at the moment, is how will you know when you're a seven out of ten? And then, do you ever suggest like trying for someone who's searching for that higher rating of that value? Do you ever suggest them doing something about it? Like, yeah. So, I mean, we can do it now. What would seven out of ten look like for you? Um, <laughs> what? How would you know? Maybe like a pay rise. <laughs> a pay rise. Fair. Yeah. 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 Um, just feeling appreciated mm-hmm. um maybe falling in love and then lo- someone loving me mm-hmm. um at home like just feeling loved mm-hmm. um i feel loved at home anyway but yeah. obviously there's all politics involved mm-hmm. and everything it's always up and down anyway yeah. same as any home family, life can always but, be better for like everyone yeah like, but yeah, generally yeah. i think work and relationships maybe is where it could be improved yeah yeah. So I mean, just as an example, if you took the pay, well, if you took any one of those, yeah. you could literally then break that down into like, what are the different elements of it? Mm. And then what you've got are different areas that you can work, work on. So okay. basically, so if you're if you're saying, um, and it works with like kind of airy, well, I'll say airy fairy concepts, but things like confidence that are really kind of hard to pin down. I've got such bad Actually, confidence. you can say, well, mm. you, you can make a list of what does, how will I know when I'm confident? Yeah. And start thinking about what will I be saying? How will my body be? How mm. will, and you're literally breaking it down. So I know I will be confident when I literally can hold my head up high, when I can, um, where I can speak without hesitating, where I can so you break it down to, the, to, the, to like really granular detail and then you pick one of them and that becomes your goal. So and if it, it was, yeah. yeah, but you might need to break it down a little bit more. Yeah, so like for example, was, I, I feel like at work, yeah. I'm so not confident. Yeah. Like I feel like everyone sees me as this little dweeb that just kind of like, peters, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> just like peters around and just gets, just goes with the flow. I'm very much like a go with the flow kind of person. Mm. Sometimes at work you actually have to make a effort to show that you're here hello i'm here um and just ask questions and stuff but then i feel i definitely feel a hierarchy like when there's a hierarchy i can't get the hierarchy out of my mind and i'm always bottom of the hierarchy yeah so like for me maybe a small baby step would just be being able to approach people higher up and not be worried Mm -hmm. about how i'm coming across yeah so I would break that down even more. So if you came to a coaching session, it would be like approaching approach someone and actually break it a little bit da- down even more. So if that was a 10 out of 10, where are you now? If what was a 10 out if, of 10? If you being able to approach people in authority oh, was a 10 out of 10, where like are a, you like now? Like a six. Okay, so how will you know when you're a seven? By doing it and, and like 
being confident and doing by talk, it. By actually talking to. Yeah. Yeah. By, yeah, by going to a partner. Yeah. And just being open mm. with how I'm feeling about a situation. Yeah. So that's that's essentially what coaching does. Because I think part of the problem is, is that <clears throat> either we don't know what we want, mm. and that's because we've just got all these shoulds going on. Too much or, going on. There's just yeah, too, much, too going much going on. on. And like we we chase all these external things don't we like all this stuff that we're supposed to have like this big house or this whatever it might be and we don't spend enough time chasing love security order freedom the stuff that actually means something to you yeah I think one but do you ever find that, say, when Natanya, for example, hits her seven or eight and then her nine and then a ten, is it ever... Because I know I get this a lot where people are like, you're never satisfied. Mm. Enough, it's never enough. And do you ever find that is actually a lot of problem that, you know, people you've spoken to have or just, I don't know, with the quarter-life crisis or is sometimes people just can't ever feel satisfied? You know, like... I think especially when you you know when you sometimes hear about celebs who are just like oh you've got everything why are you unhappy that kind mm, of mm. mentality in a way and I know it's yeah. all relative but then again I guess you you're know, very it, much a type of person that's like always next chasing one, next the one, next, next one. thing I'm a 10 out of 10 now I'm 11 out of 10 and mm. I think you know in a way it's just like but how do you I guess I'm saying how do you deal with that mm. or is that I don't think that a very valid problem but then, that but then maybe you're not actually a 10 you think you are but you're not I've got my, my 1 to 10 wrong maybe but yeah. also I think my values wrong so my take on it would mm. be like I, i'm not the kind of font of all knowledge on on all of this but my particular stance on it would be is that when you achieve something and you feel unsatisfied it's because it was an external motivator it mm. wasn't a it wasn't something that gave you meaning and purpose and fulfillment there i go with my banging on about meaning and purpose again but <laughs> no, no, it wasn't true. something that that made you actually feel fulfilled it was an external thing it was something that maybe you never decided for yourself that was actually important to you but that society or your family or whoever Mm. you you've kind of come to think that it's important but it's not actually that important from what i'm gathering do you think that money is an external factor and actually all the things that get you to have the money are the your main values Say that again. Like, yeah, you lost like for example, <laughs> money mm-hmm. seems quite external. Like you're doing it to please. Like it's, it's essentially, we're saying is the question is why do you want money? That's what you're saying. As in, like than... you're chasing money, right? Say yeah. for you, you yeah, think yeah, yeah. one of your values is money. I don't. Okay, but you someone, really, yeah, someone yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, you really yeah, hold yeah. it highly. Like yeah, all yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. is doing things for the purpose of saving money or getting Next more one, money. Yeah, yeah. Pay rise, but like promotion, actually, cetera, that's quite external to what you really, really want. It's a life. secondary. It's a secondary you, factor. Yeah. Would you yeah. Always, would you see money as quite a secondary factor a lot of the time? I'd see it as like a um, a means to an end. Yeah. In the mm. sense that I really value money, like. I value money in the sense that it gives me freedom. It mean it gives me security. Mm. It means that I'm not right. feeling sick, thinking, "Oh my god, like I, I'm not going to have a roof over my head." Like, mm. amount of money is is important in that sense, but it's yeah. the it's the means to get it. But you can still get security. You can still get freedom from other things as yeah. well. It's, it's the be all and end all, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I kind of, I, I mean, I get freedom not just from having. It, it's interesting actually because. Um, so I, I climbed the career ladder and ended on a pretty good salary. Yeah. And I don't earn that now. <laughs> but, but 
I'm actually happier much happier. Much yeah, happier. Interesting. It always tends to be the case, I find. Like, mm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? When you just, like, kind of... You know, when you hear people saying, I guess when you're doing a startup, for example, you know, you're, you're taking a massive pay cut, but you're actually doing what you mm. actually give a shit about. Yeah. You and know? actually, I've got freedom. Yeah. Because I... I do my own thing. I, I kind of, I get to choose how I want to work. I don't have to write a fucking board paper if I so much as want to do a we. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I decide. If I'm like, That's I want to so do this nice. thing with my business, mm. I just, I just, just do, do it. it. It means that I've got the freedom, like the flexibility to be around for my daughter, you know? I, yeah. can, I can just be like, oh, well, she's not old enough to have school plays, but I'm just sort of fast forwarding. Like, yeah. I'll be able to just go and see her school play. Yeah. Don't have to ask anyone. Um, and so money, yeah, that is part of it, but it's not the only thing that gives you freedom. Or what, I mean, money doesn't if money doesn't mean freedom for everyone. It might be something else. But. The, the thing is, it's really hitting home for me what mm. you're saying because, like, so I'm in the legal industry. Mm. Um, a lot of it, you could, so you can have a legal career where you're earning, like, big money like six digit sums but then you can also be in legal career where you're not earning as much and people always say to you why would you want to do that couldn't you do like corporate law and you'd be Mm. earning so much money and in my heart I know that that would not fulfill me every day Mm. in the slightest but for example if I did like human rights law it's really quite hard to like for the amount you're working and the amount you're doing it's hard to to um earn the amount that you envisaged yourself earning when you were younger mm. but i really feel like in my heart i'd be so much more fulfilled doing by like doing something that that actually worked with people in their personal lives rather mm. than like big businesses who te- really I don't mm. give a shit about yeah. like yeah. realistically and it's like actually I would be willing to give up like a certain amount of money to oh, be able oh. to have that for sure yeah, mm. yeah, yeah and it's like actually being brave enough to realise that and going for it mm. is the thing that's the other thing is is like people are really scared to take action because there's all sorts of stories you tell yourself there's all sorts of things that you're scared mm. of in terms of you know like fear of failure is is a massive one but fear of success is a big one too mm. like um yeah. i mean i i so fear of uh, fear of success fear of success so, so i've had that one where so i've wanted to have my own business for years um and actually like i would plan it it's a bit like you know i imagine you did the same with the podcast you probably talked about it for ages before you actually did it yeah so um, yeah but it's almost like when it's a when it's just that idea you get to be in that lovely daydreaming space All the possibilities where yeah all the possibilities and none of the reality avoiding of, disappointment yeah. it's like exactly. before you meet a guy you know exactly. it's, it's like, like oh, you, you build them up and yeah. you're like oh this is amazing and then you realize oh actually they're quite disappointing yeah <laughs> yeah it's basically but then the second you go and meet them then yeah like you kind of know it, yeah. yeah so like there's that <laughs> fear of success of what happens if I know what if it does go right kind of thing. that that is a, it's a bit I counterintuitive yeah. but like yeah yeah fear of success fear of failure fear of what other people are going to say 
And so, yeah, there's a lot of kind of, so as well as, I, I, I was like, oh, I know I said earlier that, oh, it's all just about finding your values and finding your meaning and purpose. There is a lot of kind of mindset work as well yeah. to happen in terms of once you have, you know, like you said, um, you you then have made had that realization that actually maybe corporate is not where you want to be going. Mm. There's a bit of like you got to have some balls to then yeah be able to say no, I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna do that. I feel like when people come to me with their problems, not that it happens a lot, but actually <laughs> <laughs> I should be a coach. <laughs> um, no, but people do tend to open up to me quite a lot. Mm. I find, and then but I always want to say like when they're feeling a certain way, I'll be like, what are you gonna do about that? Mm. like are you are you going to keep complaining to me about the situation yeah. that you're in and not do anything about it mm. and I feel like a lot of it is just being brave enough to like take your matters into your own hands mm. and realise that the future is is in your hands and also that the next step doesn't have to be the be all and end all like if you yeah. want a change in your life mm. you can make a slight change and it's not going to go catastrophically wrong yeah. because you I definitely have had that I'd like to say yeah That's, like we're yeah. we're young enough to actually make decisions and it not affect the rest of our mm. lives because we can always change our minds at some point in the next couple of years do you know what I would say that though because I think obviously you go to very early on you're like okay you've got to do these a levels if you want to do this degree so already this yes, is ah. you close off options yeah then you're doing a degree close off options mm-hmm. then you start a grad scheme a job whatever close off these options and then when you're actually doing it for two years or whatever you realize hang on i don't actually like this path that any of these options got me on mm. and i think it is it takes a lot of balls mm. to be like you know what fuck it fuck medicine mm. fuck this fuck whatever and just be like i'm gonna do a complete 360 and I think that it feels like a complete life change. Yeah, it's like it everything is. that I've that been doing balls. in my life. Yeah, I really think that takes massive courage when people say, you know, I did, you know, law using top of my yeah, head, yeah, yeah. and mm. I decided to go into, you know, like I don't know, software programming or mm. something. Like it's very brave because it's like all that. It's basically you're kind of void. It feels like you're voiding five years or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I think I know I speak from experiences, like not speak from personal feeds as well. Like you feel like you wasted, and mm. then you're you're back at the start line of the race, yeah. and all these people are ahead, ahead of, of you. you. So yeah. it's like, oh no, I'm never going to get anywhere because all these people have got so much more. Yeah, but then it's like then again, what's the rush? Yeah, and it's also quite liberating though, mm. as well. To be fair, like um, I'm laughing because um, so I had a client who. Um, has almost like become a bit of a colleague now because oh. um, so uh, we did some coaching and she realised that she actually wanted to do this big scary thing which was kind of quit her job and start up her own her own thing um, and I was actually her first client oh. and um, but now we are both like biz owners and we 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 kind of talk to each other like colleagues and we do have these moments where we're just like. This is so amazing. I'm so excited. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, actually, even last night, I was up until one in the morning, just like going, oh my God, what am I going to do about this particular thing? And I need to do that. You know, it's mm. not that, it's not that when you find the thing that's right for you, you suddenly go, oh my God, life is perfect. It's that when you find the thing that's right for you, when it's really shit, so even at one o'clock in the morning last night, where I was, and there's been times where like, like running my own business has made me like sob. Mm. Yeah. But even in those moments when I'm sobbing, 
I'm like, but it's there's it. nothing else I yeah. would do. Do you, do you know what I mean? So it's not oh about God. creating a life that is just perfect. Like, yeah, all like rainbows mm-hmm. and unicorns and all that of course. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely stuff. Mm, I but... think I think it's a, when you're actually doing something that you enjoy and you can't imagine yourself doing anything else. It's mm. like, this is worth it. Yeah. Mm. Like even these tears and sweat, it's just worth it. It's yeah. worth it all. yeah. Do you ever find, I know in the media we've been called um, the snowflake generation mm. a lot, but, and do, do you find that there are some things that you are just a bit like, oh, I lost my train of thought. Like, why don't you try? Why, well, don't, why you? don't you try, but like, it's not that bad, or like, in a way it's like, you can't have it, or like you said, like, look at you, you know, you're starting your own business, of course you're going to cry someday. Mm. Like, do you ever find that there's instances where, you know, people going through the quarter life crisis kind of, not... I think maybe, for lack of a better word, unappreciative, maybe. Do do you find that, or is it... Not really, but only because of what coaching is and what it does. So, I mean, it's kind of... It's not... It's one of the reasons... why. So, I always knew that I wanted to help people, but something stopped me from training to be a therapist, and... Yeah, because you could have become a... I could have. And I think... I think it's because... You know, therapy is is brilliant for certain mm. for certain issues. It's brilliant if you want to kind of process stuff that's happened, if you want to process what's going on for like you at the moment in terms yeah. of how it's affecting your day to day life. But coaching is so future focused mm. and not in a kind of like pull your socks up kind of way or like a oh quit whinging and actually do something about it. It's yeah. very kind of it's very it's very supportive. It's very um, it's really. I, I think it's actual magic like mm. I don't <laughs> there's times when like I'll coach someone and someone that is not experienced coaching before will just be like wow <laughs> I've been feeling That's that so amazing. amazing yeah but to me I'm just like dude I just asked you some fucking questions like, <laughs> yeah. like like now I kind of not that the magic of coaching has worn off because like but but like I kind of the, the thing I love about coaching is that it is a mindset so mm. in the Definitely. way that like perception in in the way that like I mean I actually have a coach myself so okay. I, I do think that good coaches should have coach because I, I believe Fair. in it it's yeah, like so counsellors as well need supervisors yeah, so that they yeah. can like vent as well mm-hmm. so absolutely but I 100% believe in the coaching process I really yeah. believe that like oh god I'm going to sound like such a twat again but like, <laughs> like, like we can um Sorry, I hate people. I I'm not one of these people that are like really relentlessly positive. So that's not what coaching is. It's not mm. like a coach stands there and goes, I believe in you, you can do it. But I mean that is the kind of like moral support. under undertone of it. And it's just helping weave a solution and like options yeah, and, and, and yeah. actually you will know what you need to do. Yeah, you, it's just you need it's like you you need to mm. learn to ask yourself the right questions and learn to think in a way that you can um, that you can essentially coach yourself and that's what I love about coaching is that by the end of a like if you've got a good coach by the end of it you you don't need them anymore mm. yeah. because you have learned so you know by the time I get to the end of um, you know so I work with people for you know like three months sometimes a bit longer but like towards the end I don't know, it's brilliant. I don't have to really say anything. Yeah. Like sometimes I just go, what do you think I'm going to ask you now? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, they they do, and they do yeah. all the work. So, mm. like, they, they, 
they know what questions and that's brilliant that is really good because then they can sort their own shit out and it's I love that it makes me think like obviously it's amazing that there are coaches now and I'm not meaning to put you out of business or anything Mm. (laughs) but like for example you say all this and it's just like no it's basically about knowing what the right questions to ask Mm -hmm. yourself are it's like it could start from your friends and family kind of knowing what questions to ask you to help you through Mm, that kind of thing like I know for example that my parents I love them to bits and support me through whatever but the times are very different and Mm. they might not necessarily know how to deal with the situations that I'm going through so they might not know how to emotionally support me and morally support me in the way that coaches Mm. support their clients so like with friends and family like what would you say is the main sort of questions to ask their friends or daughters or sons or what base what to ask someone who's going through a quarter life crisis yeah like what how would you go about it um i would say that the main things to ask is so my favorite question is when you are um trying to decide what you want to do is what is that going to ultimately help you achieve i asked you that earlier right so that question can be such a game changer because yeah when you so you might be going oh you know oh should i apply for this job or should i apply for that job my brother says to me yeah do what you feel is it's kind of like what is that ultimately going to help you achieve and keep asking it until they come to a point where it's like where they give you a value yeah because i think one of the things that Mm. I think one of the ways that people uh, perhaps kind of go a bit off course is they forget what really matters and they kind of, they end up being a little bit of like a gold magpie where they just, oh, oh, no, no, that looks good. I'm going to get to that. You know, something gets plopped right in front of them. I've, I've done it where, you know, a job opportunity has plopped in front of me where it's like, it's a, um, well, my last job was a head of role. And it was, there were so many ways in which it was such an amazing opportunity. And I was really grateful that I had, I was really grateful to the person that suggested I go for it because it showed that they believed in me. Um, But actually it was following that trajectory. If someone had asked me, what is that going to ultimately help you achieve? (laughs) I mean, I think it it would have helped me to achieve security to some degree because the money was good yeah um it wouldn't have been so high up in terms of my freedom just because i was doing it within an organization yeah and actually if the alternative was or do you want to quit and go do your own Mm. thing you could you could literally rate your if you ask the question what's that going to ultimately help you achieve get the answers and you could literally score them out of 10 and top them up make it really like logical Yeah. yeah Um, yeah, so what will that help you ultimately achieve? Um, are you basically asking me to train you as a coach right now? <laughs> <laughs> basically, thank you, thank you. No, but I do think, like, family and friends could really help people, and sometimes yeah. people don't know what the right things yeah, to say are. So, so yeah. another question that's really good is, in terms of getting really specific, because people often say, oh, you know, I really just want to be more confident, or I just want to be happy, or I just want to be, like, all these things that you we sort of know what they like mean wishy-washy. but what is, is how will you know when yeah so yeah. if someone says um you know i just want to be more confident 
how will you know when you're more confident? Because what you want is something really specific. So you want them to be saying something like, um, you know, I'll know when I'm more confident when when I can speak up at a meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I have something to say, then I just speak up at a meeting, for example. And then you've got something really specific and concrete to, to work towards. Um, yeah, those, those okay. are... Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Mum, Dad, thanks. <laughs> to be fair, you can Google coaching questions. The only thing I would say is that the skill of a coach is not just knowing... Is not just having a list of questions. No, it's, it's, it's gauging the person's reaction, right? It's, it's knowing... It's being able to ask the right questions at exactly the right time. It is also about um, challenging people mm-hmm. because it's always done with love, but people talk utter shit to themselves yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it might be that it's that kind of, I'm not good enough or I'm too much, mm. or there might be beliefs like about money, for example, yeah. that it's greedy to want money. Yeah, um, I was going to say on that as well, like on note of challenging and like, is there sometimes where you find like actually you have the wrong values, like in a way where it's just like actually maybe you know you don't know what truly your core values are to make you happy or maybe you're barking up the wrong tree and actually you know it's this should have you know thing that you've been systemed to think like you know some stuff that you think are your values but actually that's not the core what you yeah. actually yeah, want yeah, 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 do, you know, yeah. do you know it's happened so many times where someone has come to me for coaching where it's something like um it's something maybe I don't want to call it superficial because I don't want to shit all over someone's mm. goals, but let's call it <laughs> superficial. Right? Yeah. Or or it's come or someone's come to me and they've said something like um, externally influenced. Yeah, yeah. Or or like oh I want to um, do this particular I want to get a promotion right something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be like oh I want to I want to do um, exercise I want to go to. Um, uh, samba classes twice a week like if that particular client is listening I love you really (laughs) (laughs) but like there's a bit of kind of uh, I will I will coach somebody on stuff like that but at some point like I so that what made me realize the what does that ultimately help you achieve question was so powerful was it was someone that came to me that was a bit like oh you know that came to me with a work related thing to Mm. do with like something where they were already working and i was like what does that help you ultimately achieve and they were just like oh well it i don't know it was just really unconvincing answer and they couldn't and i kept going i am trying i'm you know i'm what i'm trying in the end i had to be like i'm trying to understand why you want this and they did not have an answer and they just went, I don't, I don't. I don't. And it was just really like, that. that's actually a, a scary thing to yeah, realise, but yeah, also yeah. It's basically amazing. what you've been conditioned yeah. to believe that you want. Yeah. Like I, so my mum's accounts, I literally mention this every single episode, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> she, she accounts a lot. <laughs> but she, she talks a lot about conditions of worth mm. and you don't even realise sometimes what you've been conditioned to feel mm. like when you're... No, what's the word? You don't really realise <clears throat> how you've been conditioned to feel like you're worthy of something. Mm. Like some people might con- have conditions of worth where they just feel like, I'll only be worthy of someone's affection and appreciation if I get this promotion. Yeah. yeah but it's not yeah. necessarily like what's true to them. Mm. And I feel like you it's really hard to distinguish when your mm. conditions of worth are genuinely how you've you've ended up mm. seeing yourself. Yeah. It's like, really hard to I'm get yourself out. I'm trying to distinguish of. that now as well like because 
I'm oh, I'm like, it's so interesting because I'm trying to see like what gives me happiness and like you know like I adore my dad like mm. I love my mum but, but I'm a daddy's girl yeah and like I know one of my, like, my life goals or values is just to like pay for his retirement even though he doesn't need me to or want me to and it's just like for some reason I feel like that's like a value like for me like in one mm. of those ways somehow yeah somehow and it's it, it, it might be very toxic mm-hmm. but like he it probably is quite toxic actually like to feel that you know it's a conditioned value that no he didn't put on me yeah but I don't know who put it on me mm. but like do you know what I mean it's like kind of but you might it might not have been put on you it yeah. might be a general just happen just happen yeah. like I feel like asking you what that's gonna ultimately help you I'm gonna like, <laughs> <laughs> stop but that's myself. the thing I feel yeah. like it's like I feel like I can't I can't die happy knowing I didn't do that. Mm. I, do you know, like I will actually go as far to say that it's because that's the love. That's the love yeah. part of your oh, values. Mm. Not a cry. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. actually like I actually can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, if I made my money after my dad, for example, I couldn't imagine that. No. Fulfilling me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But it's just interesting because I know for me, like, like the reason I say this because I know for some reason that I'm sure I'll figure out it's like money, and I'm just like, why? Why is why is it that I'm so fixated on money. you know getting a promotion, etc., etc., etc. And I'm sure power has a play into that. Love, power, and authority. But, but you know what? It's yeah. okay if you want the promotion. It's yeah. okay if you want the money, as long as by doing that you are actually fulfilling your value that what matters to you mm, i think what family. the problem is family, yeah. is that you know i was i was giving it, it it's, it's absolutely legitimate it's absolutely valid for you to want a promotion yeah it's that in my context i kept kind of going down the wrong path kind of going to, up yeah because that's what society says mm, mm, mm. you should be doing is to mm. just like climb the career ladder or yeah. just have babies or whatever it is oh, and it's all right if it's um it's that it's that going for a promotion wasn't hitting what mattered to me but if it does hit hit what matters to you then cool yeah. knock yeah. yourself out yeah that's what you should do find, well, find right. the balance woke this has literally been like the most amazing conversation this has been been the oh low battery on map (laughs) honestly we've been speaking for an hour and i I honestly don't even have we really yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. over an hour it's because we've been talking about deep stuff like deep stuff's the face what is your favorite color just out of interest i like turquoise yeah i love teal Teal is my favourite, it's so beautiful. Mm. That paired with yellow. Anyway, those are my brown. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. That's the... Sim's wearing yellow right now. Yeah. You can tell it's one of her favourite Evil colours. Eye, you know, the, I don't know if mm. it's Oh, yeah. Eye, yellow mm. and blue. Yeah, I need to put another one on to need extra protection. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been lovely talking to you, Sim. Oh, Thank you wrap so much up. Do we have to wrap up? We have to, we have to. Everyone's finished their commute now. <laughs> but Sim, I've this has been so great. Honestly, like I like I said, I haven't even it hasn't even felt like we've been talking. No, for time's an hour. been flying. And if 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 Ooh. you have any, sort actually, of, oh, go on. Well, so before we wrap up, um, obviously you have a Facebook page. Oh yeah. For people who want to get in touch with you, people who want to be involved with the quarter life crises community, mm-hmm. you know, tell us more about that. How can you know? people get involved and you know reach out to you so i actually have a facebook group yeah um because facebook pages have literally like zero reach these days thanks, <laughs> <Facebook>. <laughs> thanks for that uh yeah so i've got a facebook group so um it's for women in their 20s and 30s 
Um, and you can get daily prompts. I go live every week talking about Aww. all sorts of stuff. We're going to do um, yeah, yeah, come, yeah, come yeah, in. Yeah. Join. I, I yeah. saw it before we came. I was like, I don't know if I should join. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we'll, we'll link it in the oh, description yeah, yeah, of yeah. our podcast. So if you are interested in Sims Group, then just like click on the link below. Yeah, yeah. join in. It's I, it's honestly it's my favourite place to hang out. Um, and also I have, um, of course I do. I've got a workshop coming up about Ooh. what else but purpose. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing a goal setting with purpose workshop on saturday 26th so that'd be this saturday oh yeah i saw yeah. this it's in clapham isn't it yeah it's a, it's just by clapham northern i am so flipping excited but it's really it's it's about this thing that we've been talking about is how do you take this wishy-washy concept of purpose and meaning and actually break that down into concrete actual steps Actions, that yeah. you yeah. that you can take and it's super simple when you know how so yeah come along um i've just joined Facebook group. Oh, what's your, you, what's you, your reason for joining the group? You might podcast? have to. Uh, <laughs> you might, you might if just you could have solve to one, see if I let you in. <laughs> if you could solve <laughs> one thing about your life right now, what would that be? Everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice and specific. That's that's oh, really help, yes. helpful. <laughs> okay, submit. Right, I've joined. Okay, thank you. We 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 came into this like really thinking. Oh, we want it to be a certain way. Mm. We didn't want it to be too negative. Mm. Yeah. If that makes sense. We wanted to because crisis thinks it like just depicts everything so negative and like oh the world is at end because this is going wrong but we just wanted people to know that actually it's not all doom and gloom and you can actually like do something i think above all as well it's all it's all been very practical advice yeah very very practical and like like, why is this happening to me but do you you know what actually like a quarter life crisis is a a really good thing to happen like it doesn't feel like it at the time but essentially what it is is you kind it helps you grow but also it's your it's you kind of going actually i've been chasing all these different external things what do i actually want now yeah and when you get through the other side of it you will which you will you will you will just kind of you'll just know yourself better and it would just you you'd be you'll be doing something that feels much more true to you yeah and so actually it's a good thing yeah, yeah it's a good thing I think it's a good I think it's a good thing yeah embracing yourself embrace yourself and what means something to you yeah and on that note thank you for listening everyone thank you for listening um if you'd like to follow us on Instagram it's at QRC podcast and Sim what's your Instagram handles at Sim for- Fitzgerald coaching so follow Sim you'll see it in all our socials and as Ned said in our but, um, links in links, the bio yeah, and all that yeah, cetera, description you'll, you'll find the group and yeah. if you want to get in touch with Sim you'll be very easy to do that because yeah. she's going to be all over our socials so. exactly cool. so thank you for listening everyone thank you. I hope you've thank learned you. something today rate, review, subscribe always yep, love you bye, bye. oh that was so good <laughs>